greetings. It is July 2020 and oh my goodness, what a past few months this has been. And I took a few t- a little time off to process a lot of stuff and to think about what's most important to me and what will help the most amount of people um, get to their highest level of functioning because that is really something that is important to me. And one of the um, values that I have behind this podcast is help to get humans to their highest level of functioning because I feel as though when they're functioning at this level, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of craziness that we just won't see. When everyone feels like they're being seen, when they feel like they're being heard, when they feel like they're being valued, um, there are certain things and certain behaviors that we'll see that will reflect that, right? Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When someone self-actualize, they behave and walk in a certain way. And I really want to do more with using um, this channel, this medium, to help elevate the voices of people who, one, realize that, and two, are helping to elevate the voices of other people who are doing amazing, great things, who are solving very, very important problems. So on this episode, I have a problem solver who she's solving a very specific problem for a specific group of people. And, you know, many professionals struggle to do all the things that they want to do when it comes to marketing and With what I do as a visibility expert and relationship facilitator, I help partner you with people who want you on their platforms. You know, there are people who want you on their podcasts. They want you on their virtual summits. They want you in their uh, webinars and they want to talk about your expertise. So this person actually was on someone um, else's platform, um, the Sales Maven podcast. Ch- check it out. And she was talking about her expertise. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want to have her um, come and share and talk to you guys. So um, as you listen into what she does, I just want you to take notes. Um, if you're thinking about using um, a service like what she's offering, um, SEO. So grab a pen and grab a paper. Um, And just hearing the way she talks about SEO and search engine optimization is a way that I feel will click with a lot of you listeners who are in the healthcare field. And also if you're in the healthcare field and you're thinking about doing something else or you're feeling burnt out, you know, there's so much going on. If you're thinking that this industry isn't for you or maybe you outgrew this industry, no worries at all. I think you'll find something helpful from that standpoint here because if you've been in healthcare for any amount of time, you've gathered a set, a skill set that transfers very well, very well in the business world, in the online business world, in the online marketing world. You have a very wonderful skill set. So I um, encourage you to you know take a listen, take notes, and as always, please reach out to me. I'm Amelia J. Roberts over on LinkedIn. And um, our guest leaves her links too, and I'll have them somewhere handy for you to keep in touch with her. Take care. All right. So welcome back to another episode of the Business of Nursing. And um, like with past episodes, we talk about transitions and careers or pivots in business. And um, I have with me a guest that made a transition that made me think, oh my goodness, I definitely want to have her on the show. So um, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, um, Melissa, why don't you introduce yourself? And is that how you pronounce your name, Melissa? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. It's spelled differently, so it's confusing, I know. Yeah, no, I just want to be sure. But, um, Melissa, feel free to introduce yourself and, yeah, tell us about what you do. 
Yeah, so I am a clinical psychologist, a licensed psychologist, and have been for, uh, I guess, about eight years now. And um, But I have transitioned out of doing therapy. So usually when I introduce myself professionally, I tell people I'm a psychologist who doesn't do therapy. <laughs> and um, I have two online businesses instead. So one where I um, offer continuing education credits for other th therapists, and that's specifically around clinical documentation. So it's I call it a super niche. Uh, and then the other business, which is a little bit more broad and, and the one that I'm focused on growing, is um, we do websites and SEO for other therapists. Awesome, awesome. And that's like what really attracted me when I heard that that's what you did because um, I'm a digital native. Um, I had friends who started online business actually when I was in high school, 2001 they decided to start buying and flipping URLs. And so I was introduced to digital marketing back then, but you didn't, you didn't ditch, you didn't drop out of nursing school to go do that. Or you didn't, you just didn't, you know? So fast forward to 2020 um, or 2016, I started, you know, have, well, I had student loans. I had another round of student loans. And I said, you know what? I really don't want to pick up extra shifts. And after seeing my friends who by then, actually a few different ones who had um, digital marketing agencies, I knew that I could work from home teaching people how to use social media more effectively. So that's how I paid off student loans. Um, but I haven't like traditioned like completely away from nursing. I'm still a case manager. So I wanted to hear more from you. Um, there's always a story about like how people get to do what they do. So tell me more about your um, your shift or your wanting to transition out of the direct clinical work into helping um, your colleagues with their websites. Yeah, and it's something I never in a million years would have imagined I would be doing this. So um, I, and it's one of those things where you look back and you realize like, oh, this is how all these things work, right? You, you look at the steps later. So I was working as a therapist. I got burnt out pretty quickly. Um, really, really loved working like with kids and, and teens and found out I liked working with them so much that it kind of, um, I had trouble leaving that at work. Right. And it was the kind of thing that, um, you can't really know until you try out. Right. So I, I realized, okay, maybe I like doing this more like volunteering and having relationships with kids, but to be able, um, to kind of depersonalize the way you need to, to have a job. Uh, was very difficult for me. So I got burned out pretty fast, took a break from that. And then I started working in QA and quality assurance. And through that experience, I found that it wasn't that I loved paperwork or do, you know doing that stuff, but I really loved training and teaching and I was pretty good at it. And I was pretty good at presenting. Um, so I really dove into that and moved up in that world, you know, became a manager, became a director at, um, at a big corporation, was making, you know, a six-figure salary, uh, had a great job. And I had always kind of, that's what I had envisioned, right? Was just kind of moving up this corporate ladder, even at, when I thought I was going to be a therapist full-time. Um, but I started to realize that wasn't really what I was into. And at the same time, I'm getting this experience and I'm talking to my friends who have a private practice, for example, and they were like, oh my gosh, it'd be so helpful to like, they didn't have a QA person, right? And they're in a private practice. They're trying to make decisions for themselves about paperwork, et cetera. 
So I was like, well, maybe I could do this as a business. So I took a ton of um, like marketing uh program, got lots of business coaching because I had no idea what I was doing and entrepreneurship was totally new to me. Um, so I got a lot of coaching, paid for a lot of coaching and, um, and paid for a lot of help in the beginning to get started. And when I started to dig in, I realized I loved the marketing stuff. I loved the business stuff. Um, to the point where I got a little obsessive about it and, and it's hard, you know, I mean, at the time, I was still commute at that time. I was actually commuting about three hours a day because uh, my husband and I had moved because he was in nursing school and, you know, nursing school is a little crazy. So we had moved closer to the nursing school, which was farther from where I worked. And so I was commuting three hours a day working, you know, a very time intensive job where it was, it really was more than 40 hours a week, a lot of the time and, and starting up this business. Um, so I wish I would say, you know, the one regret I have in my story is that I had given myself a lot more grace and more time during that time period because I really felt a lot of pressure uh, to like grow this business quickly, you know, so that I could, I, and I kind of fell for this whole, like, leave your, um, you know, quit your job, you know, quit your day job, that kind of thing, and didn't take the time to really appreciate uh, where I was and, and kind of the the period of business I was in and appreciate that slow growth is actually good, especially when you're new because there's a lot to learn. Um, so I actually did that. Um, but then I was able to transition to working full-time from home. So that was huge because, you know, that saves me three hours a day for commuting. It gives you more flexibility. Um, so that was probably, I mean, that was the key for me to making the transition to full-time working for myself was when I was able to work from home from my corporate job. Uh, so once I was able to do that, I also was able to create some flexibility with hours. Um, so it wasn't that I had to, I often had me had to be a part of, but I didn't have to like be sitting, you know, at a computer from eight 30 to five, for example. So, um, that helped a lot because then I could kind of, you know, put in a couple client, like my personal client appointments in the middle of the day or whatever. Um, so I grew this, this kind of like QA business, uh, for myself, you know, through this whole time. And then we got to a point where my husband and I could talk and determine, okay, if I'm making this much a month and I was able to really show myself like, okay, I'm making a certain amount every month. It's really consistent. Um, I know I can give myself whatever salary we were able to determine that, like for our family, how much I would need to contribute every month. Um, and then I was able to quit the job. So I did uh, quit my day job, had that business full time. But through that, um, I used to be the person who was like, I'm also a digital native, but I also was like the type of person who always messes up tech, you know, <laughs> like I had a lot of issues with that and had a, a horrible reputation with that. But I wasn't scared of it and I learned a lot. Um, actually on the job, I did a lot of the, um, I was in QA during the time when all these um, agencies and hospitals had to roll out electronic health records. And so I was heavily involved in that and learned a lot about technology and even just communicating with software people through that experience. Right. And, um, 
that was really, really helpful. So then as I'm getting into the marketing stuff, I have my business now, I'm working full time in my business. I started really getting into SEO because I found 60% of my um, website traffic was coming from organic Google search. And that was without me trying to make that happen. So I was like, oh, okay, there's something here, you know, and, and sort of really digging in started optimizing my website more. And I got to the point where I could say like, okay, I know people are looking for this type of topic. I'm going to write a blog about it. And I'm going to make that the most popular blog on my blog. And I could do that. Um, and this is with about like 10,000 visitors a month to the website. Um, so I, as I started getting into that, again, I started talking to my friends who are therapists. Now we're talking more about business stuff and they often would say things like, oh, well, I, yeah, I have somebody managing my SEO for me, but I don't know why I don't show up in a search. And I'm like, well, you know, that's a problem. Like, <laughs> you know, and then I would ask them, you know, what's, well, how are they managing it? And they would say, oh, well, they send me this report every month. And I'm like, but do you know, like, but they would have no idea what the report means or what it's saying or, or even just how to interpret it. Right. Like, cause it, then it's also, okay, if this is happening, what changes should I be making or, or how should I adjust or how does that relate to your marketing strategy? You know, because if, if you're somebody who hates writing and you're never going to blog, that's a little different than like for me when I was blogging. So, um, so then, and through some other circumstances, I really, for years, I thought about starting, I called it like a digital agency or something to help therapists with their online marketing and finally got to the point where I was like, okay, nobody else out there is doing this and kind of offering a full service um, website offer where you can help with your SEO, you could help with your um, design and actually making the website look good and you get help with copywriting so that people understand, you know, and actually like want to work with you after landing on your website and all of that stuff. So, um, so that was what I focused on was offering a, like a full service package. And that's been a little over a year now that I have had that business. So now I have my two online businesses and I mean, that's kind of how I went from like, just thinking I'm going to be this therapist who likes working with teens to now having this online agency building websites. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Awesome story. Wow. So I had some other questions prepared, but I feel like for the remainder of the time, we're just going to unpack what you just said. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so I love how you sort of became an advocate for yourself, right? You were in a position that burnt you out and you didn't say, hey, well, I just need to be here forever and ever, amen. Because I feel like some of us who are in the clinical world, when we find that we do get burnt out, we just stay there, some of us. So I'm just curious, what inner thing gave you, I don't want to say the permission, but maybe the permission to say, you know what, this isn't serving me, I need to do something else. Or was it just like fight or flight, I need to survive, so let me... Or was like working from home, doing what you do, like already in your periphery? I'm just curious because, yeah, because like doing a transition from, you know, intense people-centric stuff, and I'm an empath, I'm empathic, it's, I'm not the woo-woo type, it's like literally if somebody hurts or if I see something, I feel it. So I've, I've never been an ICU nurse, I've never been the ICU, I, I, I did ER before nursing school, so I've, I've I have, in any case, I get it. So I'm like, just curious, like what, yeah. So what sort of people 
not people, what sort of thing gave you, like, I guess, a permission to, like, early on to say, you know what, I don't have to be here and I can do something else? I would, yeah, I mean, I think it's it was a few things. So one, it was partly that fight or flight. Um, like I recognized that I was not doing well, that I did not enjoy that job and knew that I had to get out of the job. So I, to me, that was like a no brainer. Um, and I was still getting my hours for being licensed. So this is like postgraduate working, but, um, you know, for psychologists after we graduate, we have to gain all these hours for licensure. So I knew I was going to stay there to do that. And I kind of had this goal and I think that helped. And, and really I was like, I cannot stay there <laughs> after, after I get these hours. Um, so I didn't, I then started looking around and at the time I wasn't thinking of anything else. I was just like, I'm going to do whatever, but I can't do this. So I actually kind of left this part out, you know, there's all these different steps. Right. But then I, um, I did get a job doing assessment for a little while. So it was a job I did not need to be licensed for. Um, I did need to have specific training for, but you didn't have to, I was the only clinical psychologist there. Um, and, and I was okay with that. Right. Like I actually was at the point where I like then was going to get my license. And so I was becoming even more like quote unquote employable or, you know, beneficial, but was kind of in one sense, like stepping down for lack of a better phrase, uh, you know, into a job where I, I didn't even need to have this, this degree or this license. Um, but I really liked it and it was fun and it gave me flexibility. It was a little bit different. And so it was partly that, that I just decided like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get out of this job. that's driving me crazy. Um, assessment's very different. So it was, it's kind of like one off, like doing testing with people, giving them results and, and that suited me. And it was another thing that I was, I was pretty good at and really, um, actually clinically is probably my favorite thing to do, um, is testing, uh, like psychological testing. So I had that. And then I also had, I think something that's probably not reflected in, in what I've talked about so far yet is, you know, the, the social support. So the support of my husband who recognized how poorly I was doing in this job, how burnt out I was getting and was like, yeah, do it. And he was saying, you know, at that time we did a lot of back and forth of like me being in school, him being in school, us kind of supporting one another at different times, financially um, supporting one another so that we could continue together, but also balance one another out. Um, so that was a huge huge help. He recognized that and he was like, Hey, hundred percent do what you have to do. Um, so that this job isn't driving you crazy anymore. Um, and I do wonder, you know, if, if I wasn't married, like, would I have been able to do that? And I, I think I still would have, who knows, you know, maybe I would have gotten like moved into an apartment with three roommates or something, but I would have made it happen. I know that for sure. Um, but also aside from the practical financial support of having a spouse where you can kind of, you know, share that responsibility. Um, he was really good at, at saying like, yeah, this is, this is not good for you. Like I'm behind you hundred um, percent. And he also helped me with that, even uh, with my licensing exam. Cause again, you know, we were both at that time he was in school, I was working. And um, so financially, it took a while when we were starting out for us to feel kind of like financially secure. And 
the licensing exam I had to take was 500 bucks, which it's funny because now it doesn't seem like quite as big a deal. But at the time that felt like an insane amount of money to spend. And I was like, I'm not going to pay to take this exam until I know I can pass it. Right. And, um, and he was the one who was like, you know what? Like, but then I, I kept pushing it back because I wanted to feel hundred percent confident that I could pass it before I paid this $500. And he was the one who was like, you know what? I don't care. Like you need to take this exam and I feel like this is going to push you. And he was like, just schedule it. And he's like, what's the worst case scenario? You don't pass it and you take it again. And he's like, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Um, so I think, you know, little things like that, like having someone, whether it's a partner, whether it's a friend, a parent, whoever it is, having people in your life who see your potential, maybe see where you times when you're self-sabotaging and um, can kind of call you out on that, but also provide support for you to move forward. Um, that, that was huge. And, and I don't know if I ever would have first purchased a domain name and started a business, you know, if, if he hadn't been the one saying like, I think you could do that. Oh, awesome. You have to have him listen to this. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> that would be really sweet. So um, that's, and, that, and as somebody who also has had a very supportive spouse, amen to everything that you said. Um, in the entrepreneurial world, I, I don't say too much about, yeah, just go at it and blah, 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 blah. Because um, yes, I was, there was a time when I was able to do a lot in my business and that has helped me to be at a point where now um, certain things are coming easier. Um, but during that time of hustle, I was like working two days a week <laughs> during that time of hustle. And yes, like right now I'm not working as much on my own business. Um, there was a time where I was like literally only working two days a week. And that was because I had, you know, I did have support. So full transparency, you know, some people said like during that time, you're everywhere, you're doing all these things like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, shout out to hubbies. Um, the second thing I wanted to say or ask you about, um, that you mentioned, you know, early on, um, with your QA business that sort of opened your eyes to the world, I think of digital marketing and SEO and marketing in general is you said you got a business coach, I think, um, what made you decide to get a business coach? Because I meet a lot of people who are clinical and they think, Hey, you know what? I'm getting burned out. I want to start this business thing. And then they just spend hours getting ready to get ready. And, um, you know, they like doing research and they are looking at fonts and they are trying to learn how to build funnels um, that aren't necessarily attached to a financial goal. Um, what made you decide to get business coaching so early on? Um, I realized how little I knew. And I will say Part of it actually is serendipity. <clears throat> so I'm a little woo. Um, but I think one thing a lot of people don't mention is one, they don't mention, like you said, the maybe ongoing support they're getting. Like there are a lot of people who have like inheritances and all these things. So just because you're following someone online and it seems like, wow, they started this business in a year. Well, they probably had a marketing degree and did some like did this in another realm, you know? So definitely be wary of these like get rich quick stories. Um, cause there's usually some background. Another part of it is luck, right? Like a lot of people, um, maybe they started in 2008. Well, it was way easier to start 12 years ago, anything online than it is now. Cause there's way more competition. So for me, right around the time when I was like, okay, I bought this domain name. I was like, I'm going to start this thing. 
a friend posted, hey, there's this you know online business quiz. And I'd never heard of anything like this. I didn't even know the term business coaching at the time. Like I knew nothing about this. I just knew I had to have a website, right? <laughs> and um, so I took their little online business quiz. And now I realized like that was their funnel. And then did this... Um, online, you know, and then did the the free consult call, which again, like I'd never heard any of these terms before. And, um, but this woman, uh, Miranda Palmer, so, you know, she's still a business coach today. Um, she was telling me and I was like, well, I want to do this QA thing. And at the time I was like, I think I'll probably make it a, a course and, and pitch it to grad schools because people always tell me they want, they wish they'd had this training. And she was like, don't do that. She was like, grad schools are not going to pay you. She's like, yes, people need it. She's like, you can do an online course. And I'm like, an online course? What? You know? (laughs) Um, So really, I had this amazing coach and she blew my mind because I'd never heard of any of this stuff. And it really opened my world. Uh, And so right after that, they were starting this business school boot camp, which is, you know, what they call their program. And it, it is for therapists, um, although there are uh, some other healthcare professionals in there too. And uh, I did their program and it was the exact thing I needed at that time because it literally walked me through creating a budget, figuring out how much I might need in a budget, um, identifying you know what my services were going to be, pricing my services, all of that, considering what my services could be, um, all of that. And they it was very hands-on. It was the first time they ran it. They've done it um, every year now. So now it's a huge group, but at the time there were only 50 of us and it was, it was our first time. So, um, and they've honestly, because they really believed, they, they truly believed in what I was doing. And, and I could sense that on that phone call with her, she wasn't pitching me something. She was for real. She really did believe that this was something other therapists needed. And, um, and so I've continued to follow them and they've continued to promote me and they've given me tons of business, tons of promotion, and, and also have introduced me to so many other people. Um, so that's something that has paid itself back many, many times over in the relationships I've built and the, you know, whether that's like the affiliate relationships, like literally money or whether it is, um, business relationships and and people who have become biz besties or people I can, you know, um, get on a zoom call with and talk, talk shop with when I need it, or people who review my sales page for me and I'll do the same for them. Um, so all of that and having that experience early on has taught me that paying for the right type of coaching, um, is well worth the investment. Um, and then, you know, paying other business coaches over the past few years for things that didn't go well has taught me to be a little bit discerning about that too. You know, it's, it's not perfect, but, um, but that was invaluable for me having that experience early on. Awesome. And something I like to, um, and I'm, again, I mean, thank you for that story. And I personally, am, while I am not woo at all, I do believe in when you are focused on something or there's something in your head, certain things, um, you start seeing it everywhere. And um, I, I personally don't call it luck, but I know that when it's just like buying a car and this probably has an official term, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like you buy a car and then all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of, say you buy a Toyota Camry, then overnight all of these Toyota cameras are all of a sudden, you know, on the road. 
And so, yes, you do see them everywhere, but it's just because you're now focused in on that sort of thing. So I can't help but think that, you know, possibly whatever was going on in your time back then, you may have been more hyper aware um, of that. So when you did see that quiz, you know, if this happened in a different time of your life, you might have said, oh, quiz, interesting, and on to the next thing. But because of different things going on, you may have been more zeroed in. Is that true or am I making stuff up for you? Uh, probably. I mean, I definitely, you know, a year before that, I wouldn't have clicked on it, right? Like, I may have, would have noticed it, but yeah. not clicked on it because I, I wasn't thinking about that. Mm -hmm. um, and whereas for me, I think I was like, I didn't even know where to search. And so I was just like, oh, hey, something I need. Awesome. <laughs> you know, love it. check this out. Love it, love it. Um, so I honestly feel like I could have like a part two, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. But um, I will... I want to wrap up with saying that um, I really love the fact how, you know, along your way of, you know, diving into the world of business and become hyper, almost obsessed about business and marketing and learning and taking all of this in. It's, I feel like um, marketing, it, it, folks who are from a helping profession, clinical profession, we love it because marketing is a science. Um, you are working on best practices. You are doing the assessment of our clients, we are assessing what they need, we are using best practices, and we're also evaluating and tweaking you know, what we do. And that's, that's science all day long. Um, and I love the fact that you, you went through a process, and then you said, you know what, there's parts of this that I really like and I really enjoy, and it can help a specific group of people around it. Because um, I'm fi I find a lot of people who go to the generic um, SEO person or generic marketer who doesn't have any knowledge about the industry. I've, I've too have seen horror stories. It's like, you know, they give you a report and, you know, clinical folks, we like numbers. So if someone does say that, we'll, oh, and we'll give you a report with that and we'll give you numbers with that. We're like, yay. But it's like, you know, so what's your keyword strategy specifically? You know, what's your specific plan to get backlinks? And because like from, because for you, you know, the industry, you can give them that insight knowledge that the average generic marketer just can't have. Is that what you find? Yeah. Yeah. And even like when I do keyword research for people right now, um, like in the field of psychology, I mean, I, it's going to be like this in any type of healthcare profession. It's even knowing things like, oh, okay, certain terms come up, but I know those are other therapists searching for those terms, right? Because they're looking for training in a particular modality or whatever. And so if it's, for example, EMDR therapy is, is a really popular one that a lot of the therapists I am building websites for, they have the certification, but I need to know, like I, a, a random SEO person is not going to know, don't try to rank for this keyword because that's therapists looking for training in EMDR versus clients looking for an EMDR therapist right? So little things like that are huge. So I can kind of discern like, okay, you know, throw these things out, even though they might be popular. Um, and other things I think are even just knowing like nuances and terms because it's very, you know, SEO is very geographic because the people I'm building websites for are typically, you know, have a location, they're licensed in a location. And so we need to, to do their SEO geographically. Um, which is a little different, like from my other business where I have like an international client base, right? So that's, that's a different strategy. Um, 
but other SEO people aren't necessarily considering that or or thinking of what type of terms to do um, to search for. And one thing I found when I had the experience of kind of doing all these EHR rollouts for a couple of different agencies is when you talk with like tech people, quote unquote, right, or like software people, they are looking at the numbers, they're looking at results, and most of them are not used to then extrapolating, right? Like it's very much like this is what's in front of me. And really, when you're talking about marketing, when you're talking about a lot of business strategy, you have to be able to extrapolate, you have to be able to think a little bit bigger, think outside the box, right? And that's absolutely my zone of genius. So I can use the numbers and then say, okay, well, based on this, let's look at trying this thing over here. Um, Whether that's, okay, well, you know what, this page isn't doing well, that might not be an SEO issue, that might be a copywriting issue. Or everybody's going to this, uh, I just had this with one therapist, everybody was going to their individual services page, but then they're not going to her contact page to then schedule an appointment. So I was like, well, let's put a contact form right on this individual therapy page and see if that helps. Right. So those are things that are different. They're outside of like what a typical SEO person, like they're just going to give you the data and say, well, this page is doing well, this page isn't, but you need someone who can then take it a little bit further. And I want, want to also like point out, I feel as though that's your clinical brain as well in there, because, um, for those of us in the healthcare profession, we that's what we do all day. We take numbers, whether someone's blood pressure or blood sugar, we look at those numbers and based on those numbers, that translates into lifestyle changes. Like, you know, for some other person, I mean, they just see these numbers and we know that that's connected to changes that they need to make like over here in this other seemingly not so directly, obviously connected way. So um, the fact that you're able to look at a situation, look at numbers and say, you know what, I think this means that, you know, blah, 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 or that we need to, you know, change the copy here, or we need to move this from here over here so that people, you know, if they're not going past go, we need to blah, 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 and change it. So I'm using a lot of blah, blah, blahs. And I'm saying that because folks, people need to talk to you <laughs> directly. Well, can, I, yeah. can I just highlight though, like what you said that I think nurses are particularly good at mm-hmm. um, and therapists should be good at because that's a lot of what we're doing. But like, as far as like medical professionals, I think nurses are the best at that because they're the ones where like, if you don't have a nurse who's really kind of digging in and getting more info, a lot of times nobody else is going to do that, right? To get the backstory, to figure out why someone had whatever thing happen or what things are like at home that might prevent them from then coming back to the hospital or, you know, or have, so I feel like I just want to highlight that because I think that is one of those strengths that probably people aren't thinking of when they're thinking about like a business or a side hustle or something that you can use in so many ways. So really like thinking about how can you use that particular strength and that thing that you're using in your job all the time. And I think, um, and I think it's just, it's just assessment, right? I mean, it, it is assessment. And I feel like, um, when I, when I work with my clients, um, I help get them on podcasts. I help them get on booked on podcasts, uh, virtual summit, JV webinars. And as I'm doing it, the part of my brain that's helping them is my nursing part of the brain. More so than my marketing is just assessing where they are now, who they want to connect with, who already has access to that audience. 
um, particularly in audiences that's already raising their hand to say, I have this particular problem, um, as evidenced by as evidenced by the fact that they've paid to be in a mastermind about blah, 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 that mastermind host, um, they might be talking more generic about say the business coaching. They might be a generic, you know, business coach. And, um, but they also host a mastermind that has people that are already invested. So they're interested in business. They raise their hand to that. They're interested in investing. And my client is a copywriter, right? That can easily go into that audience and talk and, you know, and beautiful things can happen. But th yeah, it, it is assessment. And, um, and I feel like, you know, people who are clinical, period, who are, have been in healthcare, they look at situations wanting to improve, wanting to get people to their highest level of functioning. And, and I feel like, you know, you're coming with your desire to get someone to the highest level of functioning. You're looking and assessing their website with that desire to get it to its highest level of functioning so that your client can survive and thrive. <laughs> it really goes back to that. So so how can people like stay in touch with you, learn more about you, um, see, I guess, yeah, learn more about you and work with you? Yeah, so the um, probably don't need the therapy QA business, that's qaprep.com. But if you would like to get in touch with me, uh, My Digital Maven is my online digital agency. Um, we do focus on therapists, but we are starting to work with a couple of other type of healthcare professionals too. So um, we are open to that, but we work, um, we either do full service websites and we do SEO uh, for people who already have a website. We specialize in uh, Squarespace websites because um, most of our clients want to be able to manage their own website easily. Um, and so they're able to go in and tweak things, but they still kind of need that help learning the SEO part, which takes a little bit longer. Um, so that's mydigitalmaven.com. You can go ahead, check that out and, and feel free to reach out. Um, my email is hello at mydigitalmaven.com. Uh, if you have any questions or um, even just, you know, let me know that you listened and, and thought it was cool. Or if, if the story inspired you at all, it's, you know, I know, um, I'm sure you know, like having a podcast, you don't always get feedback on that stuff. And it's, it's cool to know that people found some, you know, got some little nugget or, or found some inspiration. Yeah. And, and for, for the listeners who are, um, who are, again, thinking about the next chapter or, you know, they've heard the term SEO and they've saw, and they've been price shocked when they've, you know, looked at prices to have somebody <laughs> come in. Um, I, I feel as though before you make a choice, I, it could be interesting to have a conversation with an expert. Um, who can talk to you a little bit more about the process because when you, I feel, understand a little bit more about the process, especially the nuances involved with user intent or search intent, you know, like, yes, this search is here, but what's the intent behind, and are they, you know, a therapist or are they a potential person who needs services? I mean, that's, that's something that, um, Right now, to be quite honest, I don't know who else I would recommend people who come from a clinical background. I don't have anyone else to recommend to have that conversation with besides you. So um, if people want to reach out, you know, please reach, leave and I'll leave your links, you know, in the show notes and how to reach out to you. And um, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. I had fun talking with you. Yeah, thank you. And that's a wrap. And again, I'm Amelia of Solutions by Amelia, and this was another episode of The Business of Nursing. And again, the intent of my passion project, The Business of Nursing, is both to amplify the voice of nurses in business 
and amplify resources that business-minded nurses and health professionals can use in real life. So if anything was helpful, please get in touch with the guests. I try to only invite guests or people who are friendly and acceptable, or at least seem that way. So when you reach out, tell them that Amelia sent you, because I am. I'm telling you to go reach out to them, and please use that in your outreach. Say, Amelia told me to reach out to you and strike up a conversation. And, you know, again, I'm really here because I've noticed that many entrepreneurs lack the time, team, or expertise to make the impact that they want. And um, our team really is built to help relieve the burden of marketing and getting yourself out there so that you really can focus on what you do best. So I know that getting yourself out there is not easy and please know you don't have to do it alone. Um, If not already, let's connect over on LinkedIn. I'm there as Amelia J. Roberts. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter as at RN underscore solutions. So I'd love to connect with you over on Twitter and LinkedIn, um, Instagram as well. Um, If you're curious about the work I do over at Solutions by Amelia, of course, you're welcome to head over to www.solutionsbyamelia.com. But um, please keep the conversation going here. Uh, Leave a comment and reach out to the guest and let's stay connected. Take care. Mm -hmm.